theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. Now, with that being said, my question to you this afternoon is, what do you do with the old? Pastor Barry said, throw it away. Praise God. What do you do with the old? I'm going to bring two stories that I'm going to read to you this afternoon. Uh, They took place on the same day, but in different cities. One from the city of New Orleans, Louisiana, and the other is from Orlando, Florida. In New Orleans, the question had to be answered by a synagogue. What do you do with an old Torah? Now, if you don't know the Torah, some of you may know this. It's the first five books of the Bible, uh, what we refer to as the law. And in a Jewish synagogue, it will be recorded by hand on long pieces of paper that are rolled up. And as a matter of fact, the average life expectancy of a Torah used in a synagogue is that of a human life. And sometimes it can extend up to 100 years. Thus, many individuals will read and be taught from the same Torah their whole life long. But like us, the Torah wears out. New Torahs come into congregations with a dance. The rabbi and then each member of the congregation take turns dancing with the Torah. I almost, I had video, and I almost said, I'm going to give this to the media team, but I thought, no, I'm I'm not going to do that. But they literally are dancing with the Torah. And I don't mean like, you know. I'm talking about from young to old, they are having a party. They are celebrating the law, the word of God. Oh, we, I know we ought to praise him for his presence, but we ought to praise him for his word. That's not in my notes, but I want you to know we ought to be a celebratory people who celebrate the word of God. For the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Man shall not live by bread by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Thank you. You don't see him but Isaiah's got his Bible waving like that. I'm thankful for the word of God. So they come in with the dance. The rabbi and each member of the congregation, each member of the congregation will take turns dancing with the Torah. But when the time for dancing is gone, And the time for weeping arrives. What do you do with an old Torah? After Hurricane Katrina, the Beth Israel congregation had seven Torah scrolls that were severely damaged by the... They literally buried them. In fact, that's the proper method of disposing of a well-worn-out Bible that you choose not to rebound You bury it. The Bible. You you, you bury it into the earth. But hopefully that's a reflection of you because you've already buried it into your heart. And when its life is over, it's, it's, it's buried into the earth. But what do you do with an old 
word. You bury it. You bury the word. The other story originates in Orlando, Florida. The question was asked of a Catholic layperson. What's done with the old chrism? Chrism, the anointing oil. The anointing oil used for consecrations, baptisms, and ordinations. Priests answered the question saying that an ample supply of anointing oil is prepared by a bishop for the local congregations and given to the churches in the days just prior to Easter. This fresh supply is intended to last for a year. What happens to the old remaining oil? On the Saturday before Easter, it's poured over wood or poured over cotton balls and it is burned. It should be burned before Easter morning. Again, in Jewish and in Orthodox congregations, that is the proper method of discarding of old oil. So what do you do with an old word? You bury it. What do you do with an old anointing? You burn it. Many things in nature teach us that they are renewed. Snakes shed their skin. Birds lose their feathers only to have them replaced. And animals molt and receive a new coat. It is the cry for renewal. I remember a line from Job, and this is the premise of today's message, titled A Fresh Start. In throes of his dilemma, Job cried out in 29 and 20, My glory is fresh within me, and my bow is renewed in my hand. See, although Job wasn't experiencing the molting season, he was, excuse me, although he seemed to be enduring and not renewing, Job said, I've got fresh, sustaining glory. My strength is always renewed. There is a cry in this world for freshness. I don't know about you, but I'm not interested. I can't live or survive on yesterday's anointing. I can't thrive on yesterday's word. I need something fresh in my life. Give me a fresh word from the Lord. Give me a thus saith the Lord right here and right now. I know what he said six months ago. I know what he said three years ago. But I need a right now, August 13th, 2023, word from the Lord. Give me a fresh word. Fresh word. I don't know about you, but I'm... I like things fresh. Praise God. I, I, my wife will tease me, but uh, I've yet to locate. I'm not saying you all don't have it. I'm sure there's a store here that does. And if you all know of one, please help me find it. It will save me a few dollars from having to order it on Amazon. But I believe in liquid starch. Liquid starch where you can, it comes in concentrate and you can, you can come up with your own concoction as to how strong you want the starch to be. Praise God. Say, I can tell some of y'all like, I ain't even heard of liquid starch. I've not heard whether or not there be any liquid starch. My question to you is then how, are you been, how have you been dressing? And what, then, uh, without starch? <laughs> Let me baptize you with some, <laughs> praise God, the canned starch. Yeah, see, there's a difference. Between, I'm not talking about the aerosol. I'm talking about the liquid starch. And that liquid starch, will, it, it makes the shirts look fresh. Praise God. That's right. Gordon Mercy Andre is like, wow. Like, like my stuff, 
people will tease me like, I'll iron my stuff. It'll look better than the dry cleaners can make it look. Now, you do need to know how to iron, praise God. If you don't put a little, a little water in your iron, let me pray for you in Jesus' name. You need a little steam on that thing. But you know what? I like when my gear looks fresh. It's, it's nothing like when you get a new pair of shoes and they're fresh. It's nothing like when that cake coming right out, that pound cake. Do y'all know anything about pound cake here in Toronto? Praise God. Fran hooked me Fran blessed me with some pound cake. Now, it wasn't like mama's or grandma's pound cake, but it wasn't too bad. Praise I'm telling you, the pound cake came straight out. When it comes straight out the oven, that pound cake, it's fresh. When that cornbread, what, do y'all know what I'm talking about? When the cornbread comes right out the oven and you put the butter on it, somebody clapping their hands because they know what I'm talking about. It's fresh. Praise God. Not only do we need a fresh world, we need some fresh bread. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> this thing, Sarah. <laughs> oh, is Lincoln in there? Uh, he would have loved that. He would have loved that. Fresh bread? Yeah, anyway, it's a whole nother. <laughs> All right, look, we were watching this movie, right? It's an old, old movie. It was uh, wonderful Christian entertainment. And this kid was awestruck by this young lady. And this uh, elder in his life could recognize it. And he was like, oh, son, there's nothing, nothing like, uh, he might have said something like the warm embrace or a beautiful face or something. And uh, the young lady and the kid was like, he was just awestruck. He was, and the guy was like, it's like fresh bread. And we were like, really? Is that, is that <laughs> fresh bread? Is that, is that what it's like? I was like, okay, praise God. So we joked. So anyway, Sarah was like, fresh bread. <laughs> you had to see it. Sorry, sorry. Fresh word. In the Old Testament, let me get back to preaching because I have, y'all not ready for that fresh bread. In the Old Testament, manna had to be collected daily. See, yesterday's manna would spoil. A fresh batch was needed for the day. So too with the word of the Lord. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. King Zedekiah sought a private audience with prophet Jeremiah. And he said, is there a word from the Lord? And the prophet responded, there is. Can I just tell you, there's always fresh bread at the master's table. There's always something cooking in heaven's oven. There's always something being prepared in heaven's kitchen. Yesterday's bread will not do. I need some fresh bread. I need something that says, I know where you are. I know where I'm taking you. I, if you'll open up your ears and hear what I'm speaking, it will get you through. I need a word today. And each week in the temple, the 12 loaves of showbread were exchanged for fresh ones. The priests were even permitted for each uh, to eat the week old bread if they wanted to. But who wants old, weak, old, stale bread when you can have fresh bread? We are what we eat. Are you feasting on stale bread? Are you feasting on yesterday's vision? You, are you wondering why you're spiritually anemic? Could it be that you're, 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 you're overdosing on, on, on the visions of yesterday? 
Could it be that the only things that flitter through your mind are, 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 are the grandiose moments of 10 plus years ago? Could it be, could it be that the only thing you feast on is, is, is what you wrote in your journal four years ago? We are what we eat. Or is somebody in this house ready to eat a fresh word? It's the difference between being weary and renewed. It's the difference between being ordinary and extraordinary. It's the difference between yesterday and today. And I've, here, I've come today to declare God has a fresh word for you. God has a fresh word for you. I don't know about you, but if I, I, I'm going to say that's me. I'm gonna t- I claim that. I'll claim that. I'm going to walk in what God has for me. Somebody give him praise. Not only does God have a fresh word for you, but God has a fresh anointing for you. See, the word anoint means to smear. Smear. You just, you know, uh, not, not, not rub in. You know, not rub in, you know, but that smear. You know, you almost can't get rid of it. It means where you're like, man, how did it get on me? It means to pour. David was anointed three times as a shepherd boy, as a king of Judah, and as a king of Israel. The first anointing is interesting. Check it out. 1 Samuel 16, 13. What they would do in the Old Testament, they would take a horn of a ram and they would hollow it out and they would fill uh, that horn of ram, they would they'd fill that ram's horn with oil. And this is what the prophet did. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Notice that with the anointing, came empowerment. I'll read it just in case you missed it. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Literally, the anointing is the spiritual empowerment we need when the spirit anoints us. There is a supernatural experience that we will have upon our lives. There is a tremendous empowerment. There is a extraordinary doing and People will follow and people will be intrigued and chains will be broken. Not because of our intellect, not because of our words, not because of our faith, but because of the anointing that breaks the yoke. We got it confused. Power doesn't precede anointing. Power follows anointing. And we need a fresh anointing. Praise God. That's my prayer. I've been praying, God, you know what? Seal up everything that needs to be sealed and open up everything that needs to be opened. I've been rebuking things and I'm believing we're stepping into something where sick will just walk in and be healed. We won't have to pray the prayer of faith and we'll just have to watch God do it because his glory is in this place. His power is in this place because there are people that have consecrated themselves saying an ordinary existence will not do but God has called me to something greater. God has called me to something stronger. God has called me to something extraordinary. I don't have time to play games and patty cake for Jesus. I'm coming after him. I need something fresh. In my life. This was the cry of a young church 
in the book of Acts. This was the heartbeat of the church that was born in Acts chapter 2. It was remarkable, so much so that people were bewildered. They were like, you know, you, people look at you a little crazy, and then they really turn their head like, what? Almost like if that's going to help them better understand. And on the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit of God was poured out, there were every nation under heaven there. And people turned and looked like, what is happening right now? This is crazy. And the only way they could explain it was, well, they must be drunk. How is it that we hear these people say how wonderful God is and, and magnifying him in my language? And I'm from another country. I know these Galileans don't speak my language. And they just kind of like, but you know what? In Acts chapter 4, we found out that that church wasn't relying on what took place in Acts chapter 2. We need that well to spring up again. We need that flow to flow again. We need that spirit to fall again. We need that anointing to come again. We need the glory to visit us again. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go back to the upper room one more time. I'm ready to stay there until the place is shaken. I'm ready to stay there till I get my flesh under my feet. I'm ready to stay there till we get united in one accord. I'm ready to stay there until all of our hearts are fascinated and fixated on heaven. I'm ready to stay there until suddenly there comes a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it fills all the house where we were sitting. I'm ready to stay there until the anointing comes again. I'm ready to stay there until the Holy Ghost falls as it did before. I'm ready to stay until people marvel at his glory realizing that this is a God thing. A fresh anointing. Somebody say fresh. A fresh anointing. Open the heavens God. Why? Because an old anointing will only take us so far. See, for a new day, we need new strength. For these times, I don't know about you, we need fresh insights. Reminded me of the song I, I almost started singing. I didn't blast y'all. I thought, you know what? But Ron, Can I, I like Ron Canole. Praise God. He had the song, a new anointing for a new day. Oh, Lord, let it pour. I'm asking for a new anointing, for a new day. This is what he says, to carry the glory of the Lord. He goes on to say, the oil from yesterday has grown stale. And the strength I once trusted in has failed. But your fresh word has spoken. And my proud heart has been broken. So once again, I come behind the veil asking for a new anointing. Praise God. Does anybody have a desire for a new anointing? Come on and lift your hands and tell them, Lord, I need a new anointing in my life. Come on, lift your hands and worship him and tell him, God, I'm not interested in yesterday's anointing. Don't you bind to the lie of the devil that you're too old and that your best days are behind you. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. I want you to know there's a new anointing for a new day on your life. He goes on to say, holy fragrance, sweet perfume, all-consuming fire fill this room. He's no more living in yesterday's grace. Oh, Lord, pour your power and your passion and your purposes today. We need a fresh anointing, a new anointing. Fill us again, God. Is anybody hungry 
for that? Is anybody desperate for that? I would go as far as to say desperation is a powerful word when you are no longer satisfied. But what we have to do is make room. Here's the reality of it. What do we do with the lingering problem of old? Because there's some things that will never leave. Clean all the rooms you like. But the foundation will remain. The foundational truths of the mighty God in Christ. Not changing. The essentiality of the new birth experience. Not changing. Living a holy life as he called us out of darkness. Not changing. We buy the truth and sell it not. The old paths lead home. We walk them well. We know them well. I have a legacy that I cannot sell. What God has given me was born in the fires of this thing. But short of those things, I'm afraid the new cannot come. Because we refuse to let go of the old. This full, effusive, Life in Jesus is likened, Noah, to new wine. What did Jesus say, hear me, was the war between the new wine and the old wine? Watch this. Look at Luke 5.39. And no one having drunk old wine immediately desires new. For he says, the old is better. We cling to yesterday's experiences, not realizing that they're a broken sister. What God longs to bring to us is an ever-living fountain, a well springing up into everlasting life. Oh, God, I wish I could help you. Notice the genius of the Spirit. The day before Israel entered Cana's land, the manna stopped. Imagine that. An entire generation has been raised on the constancy of manna in the morning. But God knew after is now. He said, if, if, if I don't stop, they will not enjoy what I prepared for them in the promised land. Can I tell you, when you keep drinking the old, when you keep eating the old, you are abandoning and forfeiting what God has for you. How many promises go unclaimed because people are satisfied with what they have? Did I tell you? That the New Orleans synagogue, when the Torahs, when they're buried, they announce the arrival of the new Torahs. And the people who had been weeping by grave, you know what they begin to do? They now begin to dance in the streets. I should have got the video. I should have got the video. This is, you'll YouTube it. You'll YouTube it. Yes. Why? Let me tell you what you need to do. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to help you right now. If this don't make you shout, I'm going to run around one time. Not, 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 but just right around here, praise God. You got it. You, 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 some of y'all laughing like you want to see that. Praise God. Don't make, don't make me run. Don't make me run. 
until, this isn't going to help you, get into your now. Until, until the old is buried, the new cannot be enjoyed. Until you bury yesterday, you cannot enjoy what God has for you. Until you bury yesterday's manna, you cannot enjoy what God has for you. Until you bury what took place one year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, you cannot enjoy what God has for you. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of talking about yesterday. I'm tired of talking about my yesterdays and who was in my yesterdays. I'm fixated on what God is doing today, what God has called me to. And I don't know about you, but I'm not settling for yesterday's anointing, yesterday's word. I'm going to get what God has for me today. I'm going to get a fresh word, a fresh vision, a fresh purpose and let God be God and every man alive <sighs> who am I talking to today who am I talking to today who is willing to walk away from yesterday's experiences and embrace something new who's willing to get the shovel and begin to break up the fallow ground. Take those worn, tired, stale visions and experiences. Put them in the ground. Bury them. Say, oh, they were, they were good, but their time has come. Who's willing to shovel the dirt and even go as far as putting an epitaph? Saying from this date to this date. Can I tell you? This is why some of you don't have closure. This is why some of you still have dysfunctional habits that are. This is why some of you can't move forward and you're blaming everybody else. Bury yesterday. And walk into today. Walk into your now. Walk into your now. Walk into your now. If you refuse to leave the old behind, hear this prophetic warning. It'll become a stumbling block for you. See, the Pharisees were so tied with the old, they couldn't move with what God was doing. They were so blinded by their prejudices, so blinded by their traditions. They were so blinded, they couldn't see God at work. Reminds me of Moses. And the brazen serpent. Moses had a word from God. Look at this serpent, the brazen serpent, and you'll live. Indeed, everyone who was bitten by the viper who looked, they lived. But after the crisis was over, the serpent of brass stayed with the caravan, packed away, maybe even as some relic or good luck charm, was carried into Canaan. You study your history. The year Moses lifted the serpent up was around 1445 B.C. 700 years later, a 25-year-old king named Hezekiah. Let me read it to you. Look at what Hezekiah does. Oh, Y'all got to hear me. This is the word for the Lord. Word of the Lord for us right here. 2 Kings 18, 4 and 5. 
He removed the high places and broke the sacred pillars, cut down the wooden image and broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days, the children of Israel burned incense to it and called it Neshetan. Are you with me right now? What prevented Israel from worshiping God? A word from yesterday. An answer from yesterday. Yesterday it was used of God. Today Hezekiah called it Neshetan. Nothing but a piece of brass. Could it be that our love for God has become nothing but a clinging brass? Are you walking around with yesterday's anointing? Yesterday's word? Yesterday's experience? Yesterday's dreams? Yesterday's plans? Never realizing that God has something new for you today. Can I go as far as to tell you? Oh, I know this might sound harsh. But when you are fixated on yesterday, you are in idolatry. For you are worshiping yesterday and not the God who never changes. Who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't know about you, but I'm willing to let go of yesterday. So that I can realize God has something new for me today. Job, you've been through hell and back. What's happening with you? I'm letting go of the old. Because God is doing something new. What, what, what is he doing, Job? He's refreshing my glory. He's renewing my strength. So what am I going to do? I'm going to make room for the new. I don't know about you, but I know it's not spring, it's summertime, but it's time for some spring cleaning. Somebody has to do some spring cleaning in your life and get rid of some things. Some, there's some relationships that you've got to remove. There's some things that you're listening to that you ought not be listening to. There's some things that you have to begin to engage. You've developed some bad habits, and I know we can talk the talk, but I don't know about you, but I don't want to just, I don't want to just talk this thing. I want to live this thing. I want to experience this thing. I want to walk this thing out. I don't know about you, but I'm out with the old and I'm in with the new. Take the word that God gave you yesterday and bury it. Bury the word. Bury the promises like seeds. Bury them in this supernatural soil. And scatter your experiences and plant your experiences and your faith in others. Because what blessed you yesterday will bless someone tomorrow. Bury the word like a treasure in a field to be unearthed in future times. Bury the word like a time capsule, putting together or putting toward a, a brighter future tomorrow. Jeremiah did this very thing. He was in prison, accused of being a traitor. Jerusalem had been ransacked by the Babylonians, and my man Jeremiah was in captivity for 70 years. God spoke to Jeremiah, and he said, buy a field in Hanathoth. It's like a toxic waste dump. What? Property is worthless, Lord. And Anathoth was Jeremiah's hometown. Do you know what he did as God told him? Summons someone to help him from prison. Check this out. He bought the property from some very eager sellers. 
And he had the deed put in a clay pot, sealed it. And you know what he did? He buried it on that property. Jeremiah, are you tripping? Jeremiah, you'll never see anything good happen. Yeah, yeah, but yesterday's word is a statement of promise. Bad times won't last always. Good times, they are coming. Can I tell you, today is the day for a fresh start. Take yesterday's anointing and remove it. How? Burn it. Burn brighter than you've ever burned before. Burn like a candle in the darkness. There is sufficient oil for you to do this. Be like those wise virgins, full, and their lamp was on a fire, ready for them. Don't be like the old, or don't be like the foolish virgins, the five of them who ran out of oil. There's no rationing this thing with God. Spend all your praise. Spend all your worship. When you're pursuing him, pursue him with everything that you have. Give God a growing yes right here and right now. God doesn't want you hoarding. God doesn't... Oh. I'm in the Holy Ghost. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a stop. I got more notes, but I want us to stand. I want you to hear me. Some of you right now, I'm about to activate you. Pastor Barry, we got some people right now who, who think that they're going to be activated to release certain gifts in a different season. And because things aren't going the way that you thought they were supposed to go, you know what you're doing? You're hoarding. You're gifting and calling musicians. You can come. That's preventing you from experiencing a fresh start right now. There are some people in this place though who will refuse to settle with yesterday's oil. Refuse to settle with yesterday's anointing. What did the Lord tell Job? My glory remains fresh what is he saying my light is ever burning my bow is ever new my strength has been restored could it be that the moment you choose to empty yourself in this season the refreshing will come I know it didn't work out like you thought I know the circumstances aren't like you thought they would line up to be God has you here for such a time as this and you can choose to bury the word burn the oil so that something fresh can happen I feel the Holy Ghost praise God Thank you, Jesus. Let's just take a moment and worship him for a moment. Why don't you just begin to talk to the Lord? Praise God. Why don't you just begin to seek him for a moment? Come on, why don't you begin to lift your hands and why don't you begin to get a little clarity right now? Why don't you begin to lean in? There's somebody here that's, that's hungry, that's not interested in uh, disinterested I should say is a better way to say it of going through the motions but you're ready to lean into his presence come on there's there are people here that are not satisfied with yesterday you realize there's more and you're desperate for more there's a cry that's beginning to percolate under the surface that's beginning to to bubble can I tell you the Holy Ghost is here to satisfy you to renew you to refresh you to revive you don't remain where you are 
choose to say this is the day that I'm going to be filled again this is the day that I'm going to be renewed this is the day that my mind is going to be renewed this is the day that I'm going to lay my life down again as a living sacrifice this is the day that a fresh start commences why don't you begin to reach out to the Lord and say enough is enough of the ordinary enough of the stale enough of me drinking the old wine saying that's pretty good I'm done with the old wine God there's a hunger and a there's a thirst in me God that says give me something new praise God now here's the reality of it the Lord is calling and I'm going to go as far as to tell you everybody under the sound of my voice is a part of this call however you have free choice you get to respond I get to respond but God is calling us to make an impact In ways that our minds cannot conceive or appreciate. But it will not happen until we decide to bury yesterday and recognize this is my moment right here and right now. I feel like the Holy Ghost wants to do something transformational. I can feel it. So here, here, here's what I want to tell you to do. You're, you're, you're trying to figure this thing out. Let go. Stop trying to figure it out. And walk by faith. And at each turn, say yes, Lord. At each invitation, say yes, Lord. At each instruction, say yes, Lord. And as you continue to give him your yes, you'll look back and you'll be like, I don't recognize that person. That's because... There's something new happening in your life. Does anybody desire new? Can I just encourage you? If you desire new, why don't you come to the altar? Take a step of faith. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends. ExtraordinaryChurch.ca We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.